It is time to show up. It is time to be your full, authentic, anointed, gracious, powerful, bold self. We live in a day and time now where you cannot afford to be a woman of God, a believer in the faith, and not know who you are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, wonderful day. This is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm hoping that you choose to rejoice and be glad in it as well. So I hope that you enjoyed our last episode. Ashley Record and I took some time to talk about consistency and discipline. And she really dropped some bombs on helping us to really bring that God vision to life and the two components of consistency and discipline at work to be strategies that work for us and not against us. So if you haven't already, make sure that you check out that last episode So after you dig into this one, because I'm telling you, you're going to want to listen. So check this out, guys. I am here today to share something so personal. I haven't done a really unveiling of a personal story, kind of testimony kind of thing in a while. So here is my story. Here are my lessons. And here is what I want you to know about anger. Are you buckled in? All right, let's take this ride. Two years ago of roughly... I told my mother I was pregnant. My husband was on an emergency activation for COVID. I had uh, recently become a stepmother to Hezekiah. And so I went from within the span of a month being a single woman for six years to being married with a child um, and then pregnant with a child for the first time with a husband who was not in the home. I had a lot of new things going on. I had a lot of new demands on my life. And there were so many things that I was confused about that I didn't understand that I was learning on the fly. And it was a lot. Okay. I remember in the midst of all those things going on, telling my mother, I said, mom, I think I have an anger problem. And she laughed at me. You know know how Sarah laughed at God? Well, she laughed at me. She was like, no, girl, you don't have an anger problem. You're pregnant. It's all the hormones. It's all the things going on. And so I accepted that. But as as time went on, I remember telling my husband. I remember telling different people that were close to me. I remember assessing it more and more and more because I kept finding myself so angry. I was so irritable. I was so frustrated. I mean, every little thing seemed to bother me. And I realized I have a struggle with anger. So in this podcast today, we are going to talk about how I have been working on this struggle with anger. And the reason why I say I've been working on it, because sometimes I still fail the test. It wasn't until that time two years ago that I recognized that I had a problem. And because I realized I had a problem, I have been diligently, transparently working actively on solutions to anger. A lot of people think that anger looks like the Hulk. They think that it's this big, bad, bold, you're cussing, fighting, screaming, falling out, damaging things, you know, this big outpouring external thing. But anger can be very quiet. Anger can be very silent. And anger can also hide in the crevices of what we do and what we say and who we surround ourselves with. So what I'm saying is that all anger is not an outward expression of a hot emotion. Now, it can be. That doesn't mean that it necessarily always is. One of the things that I've been doing is I've committed to a devotional called 
a small book about a big problem. It's about Edward T. Welch. And let me tell you, well, the subtitle is Meditations on Anger, Patience, and Peace. One of the things that I had to learn and relearn about anger is that anger is not the opposite of peace. And peace is not the opposite of anger. I always thought that if you weren't angry, that you were at peace. Well, I come to find out through a lot of study, a lot of research, and a lot of soul digging that the opposite of anger is actually wisdom. See, what anger does is it positions us to either be wise or either to be a fool. The Bible says that anger in and of itself is not a sin. Some anger is justified. Some anger is not. But the Bible says no matter what type of anger you find yourself experiencing, don't sin. Meaning that if we are angry, what we do with the anger can position us to sin. And if we are not careful, we will choose the path of sin, which is a foolish decision. To consciously choose sin is a foolish decision. To consciously choose something that you know is not good for you is a foolish decision. So we want to make sure that we are not choosing foolishly. We are choosing wisely. The, uh, remember, the opposite of anger is wisdom. So you want to choose the path of wisdom instead of the path of anger. So, you know, some people, like I, like I kind of led in with, think that anger only looks one way, that it only expresses one way. But in actuality, there are different types of anger. And I have my own theories about anger, but I really want to dig into this devotional and how they verbalize three types of anger there I think there are up to seven types of anger but there are these particular three types that I want to hone in on because these three types of anger are more than likely the way that you probably see anger why because more than likely you're a woman listening to this and if you're not a woman listening to this then you resonate with some of the other qualities of my identity and because we resonate in that way we probably express anger in that same way so this is for everybody today okay three types of anger one type covert anger Second type, cold anger. Third top, third type, excuse me, hot anger. Hot anger is what I was talking about when people are um, externally uh, venting or releasing their anger. You know, this anger is it's it's a jealous anger, it's a wrathful anger. This is the anger that makes people go to war. This is the anger that makes people murder, that makes people fight. That that is explosive and full of rage and malice and and trying to get uh, vengeful and it, it makes people attack and want to win over the other person. It's also very oppressive and very abusive. It's very domineering. That's hot anger. You can see that anger. You can see the expression of that anger, but some types of anger you don't always see, such as cold anger. So that's hot anger. Then we have cold anger. Cold anger looks like the silent treatment. Like when people get angry, they just go completely silent to the person or to the situation. They go emotionally unavailable. Nobody can get out. And I'm sorry, they can't get out and nobody can get into where their emotional state is. They are very withdrawn. Um, they might, you know, call people names, um, give people the cold shoulder, like very, very indifferent and controlling in that way. So they seem very detached. They're probably in their mind keeping score of all the things that you've done wrong or all the all the ways that you've wronged them or hurt them. Um, and they're very, criti very critical, very judgmental. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's ever good enough. This is cold anger. Why is it considered cold anger? Well, first, it makes the person cold. They're not alive to engage and to connect. They're not available emotionally. And so it hardens their heart. And again, it's something that is not necessarily seen, um, not like hot anger. So then you also have covert anger. 
Covert anger is kind of a mix in between the two because I like to think of covert anger as the cold anger that's seeping out. It, it's it's a subtle projection or what some would consider a passive aggressive way to express the anger or to vent or release the anger. So this will come off as jokes that are followed by, oh, I was just kidding. I didn't mean it. Or a lot of like grumbling and complaining, a lot of gossip. Um, you might find this person doing a whole lot of defending, defending their position, defending their rights. They might be very, very annoyed or frustrated all the time, uh, very vengeful, um, irritable. They might feel entitled. You might feel like you owe me something and I'm angry that you're not getting it. So a lot of eye rolling superiority kind of complex. That is a covert anger because it is sort of seeping out. If you imagine like those those stressed out mothers who are angry about being a single mother and they are always snapping at their kids or going off or like quick um, attitudinal answers. That is what this is talking about. So you want to make sure that we are not being covertly angry, cold angry, or hot angry at anybody or anything. So Jennifer, you told us that you've been struggling with anger for two years. How have you gotten over anger? How have you dealt with anger? What did you do? Guys, today we're making it super plain, super simple because you have to do the work moving from this podcast to move into the space to where you can answer these questions for yourself. So today, think about today as me giving you the worksheet. Think about today as me giving you the blueprint. But the blueprint and the worksheet don't mean anything if you don't start to go into your world. That means go into your heart, go into your mind and start constructing, deconstructing, reconstructing and building up a fortress against the sin of anger so that you can then choose the path of wisdom. Jennifer, what did you do? I'm glad you asked. The first thing that I did to really overcome anger was to understand why am I angry? Because the truth of the matter is, yes, having children for the first time in my life was so irritable. Oh my gosh, the noise. Yes, having a husband in the home or living with someone else, whether it was my husband or children, like that was a new situation. Yes, it angered me that the world was unhealthy and they took my husband away from me during a time where I wanted him the most. Our first year of marriage as we're carrying our first child together. I was angry about a lot of things that I couldn't control and I couldn't understand. But what was the root of that anger, right? I felt right. I was disappointed. I had unmet expectations. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty. So there was a lack of security. Come on, y'all. You got to get deep into the roots of your heart if you really want to know why you are continuing to experience anger. Most people that struggle with anger is not this one explosive hot anger episode. For the most part, think about it now. For the most part, they're, they are continually having a bend toward anger, okay? So that was the first thing that I did. Why are you angry? Get into the roots. Somebody put that in your notes. Why are you angry? Get into your roots. Because you got to get down to why anger is sort of your fleshly bend. The second thing that I did after I discovered, okay, I'm extremely struggling with anger, I had to understand that at the root of that anger was the hurt, there was some hurt and there was some unforgiveness. So I had to deal with that. I had to say, okay, I am hurt about these things. There's a lot of hurt that's set up in my heart that rotten into a state of being angry because I could no longer cry about it anymore. I was tired of crying and that anger, if you ever just been so hurt by something that you just get angry, you kind of get cold, you might get hot, you might get covert, but you have to realize that at the root of all anger is typically some hurt that has been undealt with. So again, I tackled that hurt and I am still in the process of tackling that hurt because some Sometimes that hurt 
will feel fresh and raw and it just feels like if you imagine having surgery and somebody cutting your leg open to do an open surgery and they leave the leg there sometimes that's the condition of our soul when we open up those those roots and we open up those tender places and we start bringing out those secrets and we start unpacking our minds from some of the damage that was done and some of the trauma that was there and we leave it there well think about how you would feel if somebody cut your leg open to have surgery they didn't perform the surgery they left your leg there and you were expected to go on about life it would make you angry trying to walk and keep your organs in it would make you angry trying to protect that tender spot from all of the elements and all the things going on in the world it would make you angry so we don't want you angry so you have to deal with the hurt you have to go in remember what i said reconstruct deconstruct construct and put everything back together again and i'm telling you there's nothing that cannot happen without holy spirit holy spirit is there for you to help you with even the things that you cannot articulate okay so after you get done deconstructing reconstructing um putting things back together putting things in place the way that they need to after that step then you need to move on with assessing your habits what are you going to do when you are angry? Because I would be lying to you and everybody listening if I said that you won't ever become anger again because you dealt with the hurt. Now your flesh has a bend toward the foolishness of anger. So you have to choose a wise path in dealing with the anger. Remember that the scripture says, be angry, but sin not. So since we already know moving forward that you are going to be angry some point in your life at some other time after this, we have to choose a path. And I had to choose a path on how I was going to wisely deal with my anger. Now, this comes into play when you're thinking about and assessing when you're angry, who you're angry with, what makes you most irritable, what makes you most frustrated, because those particular aspects can help you choose a path of wisdom. Here is an example. If I get mad at my husband, if, if we're into it, if I get mad at my husband, you know, we have children here. So I can't just walk out, you know, I can't, I, I'm not going to be hot angry where that's like, you know, throwing stuff, storming stuff. Like we're not going to do that. Um, even though I can be transparent and say I have failed at that epically because I am, I am a bend toward a hot angry kind of person. I deal with my anger externally because I just boil and I need to get that energy out. And so I've had to rechannel that energy. My wise path was sitting quietly. De detaching from the situation, assigning a time to come back to the situation and make sure that when I come back, I am in emotional control. Okay. So I am not a therapist. I will have some therapists on the podcast and some and forthcoming episodes. I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor, but you have to decide a path of wisdom that works for you to do with your anger because you may not always be able to leave the situation. If you're a writer, you may not always be able to journal right in the instant. So you have to make sure that you are guarding your heart and protecting yourself from the ability or the desire of the flesh in the angry moment to sin. Remember, be angry, but sin not. Now, I know that those were two really quick tips. I know that that was really straightforward, and I know that sounds super simple, but when you're talking about hot anger, cold anger, especially cold anger and covert anger, because cold anger and covert anger tend to sit in us. They tend to sit and linger in our heart in this unforgiving state a lot longer than hot anger. Because think about hotheads. They go, they get to fighting, slamming stuff, destroying stuff, but they work all that energy out. And after they come down, they're good because they let it out on all on everybody else and every in everything else. 
Cold anger can sit for years. I mean, covert anger, that can be a state of mind. You could really believe that that is who you are in your personality when when in actuality you are broken. Okay, so again, I know that was quick. I know that was straightforward. I hope that you learn more about anger. But as you go deep in your time with Holy Spirit, ask him to reveal to you if you are struggling with anger. Ask him to reveal to you if there's any undealt with anger in your heart. And if there so is, pray that he give you the divine strategy, the spiritual technology to conquer being angry, which is a present and a totally permissible state but not sinning with the anger, okay? Because again, it is a very real emotion and I'm telling you now, this is the warning episode for you. You will be angry at some point in your life. Even if you don't struggle with anger, this is a good time to get ahead of anger and say, okay, remember the opposite of anger is wisdom and I wanna choose wisdom in my anger, all right? I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you were able to take this information into your life. I love you all. And until next time, peace, love, and hair grease. Thank you for tuning into Wise Women Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review. Hit the show notes to share with a friend and go over what we discussed today. As always, proceeds from this podcast go directly to support the mission of Penn's Prison. Don't miss out as there's two ways to be a part, writing and contributing. Now go forth and employ the wisdom that you gained today. Have an awesome week.